friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 363 of my show on the mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about what to do if no one shows up for your event. This may or may not have recently happened to me. And of course, I'm going to tell you how to prevent it. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestroized. Three, two, one. Hello, friends, Meister here. Welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. So today we are talking about what to do if you run an event and no one shows up. So this past week, I was supposed to, or I did, I hosted a webinar for Team Builder. Uh, I had Dr. Sean Pastuch, my boy, had put me in touch with them, and he had done a he had done a webinar for them and he posted about it in his stories. And I was like, what, e- what even is this? And he was like, ah, oh, this team builder. I've never heard, I had never even heard of it. And he was like, do you want a connection? I think it would actually be really good if you pitch them, you know, about using social media to expand career opportunities and things like that. And I was like, sure, actually that sounds dope. And given that my word of the year is grow, I was like, all right, I won't lie. I really haven't had to do much pitching of things. I get a lot of, you know, I get asked to do things. And so I pitched it and Grace, she's their marketing manager. She was amazing. We set it up and I ran it yesterday, uh, Thursday, the, well, I don't even know. I can't, I can't see the calendar, whatever it was. I ran it on Thursday and guess how many people showed up? Well, you can probably guess given the theme of this podcast or the title of this podcast, zero people showed up. Actually, it was just Grace. And so I ran it. And after I, you know, I was done, I was like, let me go share this with my mafia, share it in the Facebook group. And then thinking about what I wanted to do for a podcast episode. And I was like, why don't I actually share this as a podcast? Because I know that I know that this is something that people are worried about. So, you know, I'll talk about what to do if this does happen. And I also want to circle back and I will talk about how to prevent this from happening because I do think that it is largely preventable. So as it relates to the team builder, the team team builder event, I wasn't in charge of registration. I didn't know how many people signed up and, you know, I didn't actually know the need. So I pitched it to them and trusted them to be like, yeah, this is something that our audience would find enjoyable. So when, if you were to flip this and you're the one doing it, you're putting it on, that's something you want to be thinking about. Like, is this going to be useful for my audience? Have they asked about this? So I didn't know if they had or hadn't. I pitched it. And if they had said, no, our audience doesn't want it, well, then I'd have been like, all right, cool. But, you know, they said the audience wanted it. This would be cool. We set it up. And then when I went to hop on for the actual call, uh, Grace, and honestly, Grace is amazing. Grace, if you listen to this, you're phenomenal. So Grace uh, hopped on and she was like, we had like 15 people signed up 
And if they show up, awesome. But either way, we record it and then we send it out to people afterwards. And I was like, dope. That's totally fine. So this was a free webinar. And if you folks remember, I think it was episode, uh, I looked, I looked at, wrote it down, let me see, episode 351 that I did. Uh, and I talked about managing expectations. And within that episode, I went over standard, con standard conversion rates that we're seeing in the online space. As it relates to free webinars, you can typically expect about 25% show up rate for a live webinar. We're seeing 25% or less, depending on who you are, maybe a bit more. But honestly, I think the, the bigger you are, the bigger your audience, the more people will sign up, but it'll still hold true at about 25% actually show up because it's free. You can change that number a bit by putting a price tag on it, but this was a free webinar. So I expected that the attendance rate would be low compared to the sign-up rate, but I didn't know what the sign-up rate was, right? So if we are at 15%, like I am no math whiz, but 25% of 16 is four. So we're thinking less than four people, you know, between three and four people showing up, maybe. That's at the top end. And I, I know full well, these people don't know me. So 25%, if people are signing up for me, they know me, they want to show up. It's truly like kind of cold traffic, 25% pushing it. So I, if I had known that number beforehand, I would have expected zero people to show up. And then when she said, right, when I hopped in the call, she's like, you had about 15 people signed up. And I was like, all right, well, then there's probably going to be nobody signed up. You know, excuse me, no one, no one showing up except for you. And honestly, that was fine. If you find yourself in this situation, you run the shit out of whatever it is that you're doing. Get the rep. Get the experience. Focus on the ones who stayed, which in this case is you, and in my case was me and Grace. There's, there's so much value to be had in, in actually just running the thing. Actually, when I used to teach for Rock Tape, I would do some recordings for their online, their you know, on-demand, I don't even know what they're called, webinars, I guess. They're, yeah, we'll call them webinars. But they, some of them were live, some of them weren't. The ones that weren't live, I would record, and I would teach in an empty room and act like there were people there. You're teaching, you're, you're not like, you know, pretending someone asked a question, but you have the same energy, you're looking up into the crowd. The crowd's not there. It's a full, you know, it's a room full of chairs, empty ass chairs. And so that's definitely a skill that I developed from the repetitions of doing that. But if you find yourself in this situation where you have a, an event, you have a webinar and you go to put it on and nobody shows up, run it anyway, especially in this digital age that we're in. You're recording it. You can sell that shit later or give it out or whatever you want to do with it. You have this asset. But first and foremost, it is practice. It's a rep. You get to go through it. You get to you know learn how you are in these situations. And there's tremendous, tremendous value in that. So in my case, I focused on just running it and delivering it to Grace. I had discussions with her. I asked if she, I asked her if she had any questions. And there was like one slide in there that I just breezed by because it was like an interactive slide that I was going to have people do a workshop. And I was like, I'm not going to have this one person right here do it, which I could have, but it, it, just, it, it was fine to, for me to skip. I've gone through this so many times in terms of running the, this webinar or one very similar that I was like, there will still be so much value provided without this one slide. So 
this is, yes, you know, a testament that perhaps rather is a testament to my proficiency with it because I've run this thing and talked about this thing a zillion times. But if you find yourself in this place, in this position, the number one thing that you can do and you should do is run it. Run the shit out of it. I, I shared this in my Facebook group, my mafia Facebook group afterwards. And one of the people was like, man, it must have been awkward. And I was like, honestly, not at all. Like, I want all of you to become so proficient in this that you're just like, I'm just talking about this thing that I love. Perhaps for me, it is a part of it. You know, I have three siblings. There's four of us. But for a long time, eight years to be exact, I was an only child. And I largely think that I, you know, do you develop that self-soothing, like entertain yourself skill set? And I was joking with Ashley the other day because sometimes I'll pretend to be like if there's spiders and stuff around, I'll like tell a story about them. I'll name them and I'll tell a story and, and I can like pretend like what their reaction would be. And so I was doing that in the gym and then I looked at her and I was like, you know what? Even if you weren't here, I would have done the exact same thing that I just did, which is like tell this story, pretend, you know, Harry down there, the little roly poly bug, what he was thinking and how we got in here. This is just how my brain works. And whether or not you're here, I would have had the same story. So perhaps I have a leg up with that. But suffice to say, there was zero awkwardness because my goal, my focus was purely on the effort. It was purely on me showing up and doing the thing. Now, if you go to the second half of this, as I said in the beginning, I want to tell you how to handle it, which is you run the shit out of it. If you're at an event or, you know, someone else is putting this thing on, like, say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And then you can go and debrief with yourself afterwards and think about like, okay, how, what could I have changed? Or, you know, how could this, I have prevented this, but you still run it. Now, the second part of this, this uh, podcast, I want to talk about how to prevent this from happening. And I have said this numerous, numerous, numerous times, but once is never. A million times is never, so we're going to go over it again. The biggest thing here, if you want to prevent running something and no one showing up, is to wait until there is sufficient evidence that people want this thing. Wait until there is sufficient interest, and then you will have people show up. If you want to, if you want to get ahead of that and you're like, no, I have this thing, I want to say it, and you want to run it, cool, then we are really doubling down on having expectations of effort, not outcome, because that 25% is very, very real. And if there is, if you have a smaller audience and you don't know if they have this problem yet, you don't know if they have this need, but you want to share this thing, awesome. But that means that there's a good chance you're going to have a low sign-up rate and if you have, let's say, three people sign up for something free, 25% of that, suddenly you're like, okay, probably no one's going to show up. So the biggest thing here is to wait, continue to continue to put out, you know, valuable content, share things, listen to what the audience is saying. And then you can ask them if they are interested in this thing. And then you can go and you can run it. Uh, you know, launch it and then run it. One of the things also to note is that when you go to do a sign-up, typically it's not one day long. Let's say you do a 10-day period, two-week period, five-day, whatever. You typically will get kind of that reverse bell curve where you get some people the first day and then oftentimes you get the most people the last day. Like people love waiting for that 
urgency. It drives me crazy, but people like it. So keep that in mind if you go to launch something and you open it up and like no one, no one buys or no one signs up or less people sign up than you thought. Let's say that you had put this out there in your stories and things and you got interest and people are like, yeah, I'm interested in that. And then you go and launch it and you're like, all these people said they wanted it. Where are they now? One, that is, that is conversion rates again. People show interest in how many people actually sign up. It's the same thing, like kind of that 25%. So do not be surprised if you, you do find that people want it. You go and launch it and a zillion people do not sign up the first day. It's totally normal. I need you to keep showing up for that entire launch, right? We plan the work and then we work the plan and you keep going. But the way that the, the number one way that we can decrease the likelihood of no one showing up is to wait until we know that people definitely want this thing, that they are interested, that they have this problem and they are willing to pay, whether that pay, payment is actual money or if it's attention and time, right? They're willing to pay some sort of currency for a solution to that problem. Okay, so again, big thing, if you want more, if you want to, go to, to want a refresher, I should say, with conversions and conversion numbers, go ahead, check out episode 351. Courtney, thank you for linking that. Uh, but the big thing to take away from that is the 25% conversion rate, especially for a free thing, 25% or less. And then if we're looking at people buying, we are looking at less than a 5%. So if you're doing a traditional kind of hard style launch where you run something free first, and then from there you sell people, we're looking at 5% of those or less of those people actually purchasing. So I just want to give everyone realistic numbers. And if you are like me, where you're like, I want people to show up, the best thing you can do is wait. Right? Keep sharing things that are of value. Keep giving, keep giving, whether it's you know you have a podcast and you have an email list and you're showing up on social media. And maybe you're being on, you know, you're on other people's podcasts, whatever it is, keep showing up and then make sure that you have the sufficient interest. And you're going to have to do the math yourself in, term, in terms of what is quote unquote worth it for you. Yes, I think there's a tremendous value in one person showing up and you can do some math there and figure that out. If you have, I kind of going to circle back, I think, because as I'm speaking about this, I'm thinking that some of you listening to, oops, some of you listening to this might be wondering, like, what if it's a paid thing, a paid group thing, and only one person shows up or no one shows up? So if you go to launch something, again, the number one thing, the number one way to avoid this is to make sure that you have the interest first and understand if we take this conversion of less than 5% of people being interested in something will actually buy. And about 25% of people who sign up for something free will actually show up. If we take those numbers, you have a rough idea of how many people might actually buy this thing that you have created. If you push ahead anyway, and then you run, you launch this thing, and it's a group program, but only one person signs up, which is awesome, run it anyway, in my opinion, run it anyway. You could also just cancel it. You have to reach out to that person, explain to them, you know, in whatever way you want to explain to them. But I also think the opportunity exists to run it, over deliver, get feedback from them, and then 
you have to debrief that launch and say, dude, why did one person sign up? Did I just not have the eyes? Was the marketing off? Do a full ass debrief on this. But in terms of the first part of this podcast, which was how to handle, you know, things if no one shows up, you run it, run it and run the shit out of it, especially with some sort of webinar or something like that, because you can utilize that. It's a, you have an asset. You can use it later, right? You can sell it later. You can have it on your website, whatever. And it is a rep. If it's a group program, I see no problem in turning, turning it into a one-on-one. Uh, but this is also something you want to think about when you go into it, where you have numbers and you have to ask yourself, does it make sense financially to run this thing at this price? Now, this is perhaps something I should be talking about in a different episode, but we're here now, so I'm going to talk about it. Running group programs requires volume. I never have my online clients start off with a group program. One-on-one services is the way to go. Why? Because you don't need volume for that. And you can guarantee results because you are with this person and you are going to be checking in. You're going to do whatever you need to do to get this person results, even if that means referring them out. With a group program, one, the price inherently you know, tends to go down a bit. So you're going to be making less money. But the part, the reason that we run a group program is to leverage our time and so people can learn from each other. Right? We've decided that this thing that we're, you know, this question we're answering, this problem that we're solving can sufficiently, adequately, appropriately, excellently, because I, I honestly want it to be good, uh, it can be solved for a group of people. And it's beneficial to all parties. It's not that, oh, it's just easier for me. It's, yes, it will, it may be easier for you. It's likely easier for you because it's a leveraged model, but it is also better for them, right? It will decrease typically their investment financially. So like something like with my intensive, it's six weeks long. It is $4.97 per person, but each call is two to two and a half hours long. My hourly rate for one-on-one coaching is $397. So I could take someone through the intensive one-on-one, but financially that just doesn't make sense. And also there's so much value in learning from each other. We have a Facebook group. There's over 400 people in that group. It's amazing to me. And people can ask their questions and then people can answer those questions so they can see the things that other people are asking. They can share their own expertise and realize, oh, I do know more than I thought because they're answering that question or maybe they didn't even know they had that question, but they see it. And then you know, I or my moderator, Karen, she's the best, or someone else in the group answers that question and they learn from it. So with that leverage model, it needs to be beneficial to all parties. And I do not recommend that people start off with this group model. You typically just don't have the eyes to do it. So you start off with this one one on one, and then we can go into the into the group model. Right? This also ensures that you have the numbers for it, right? that, that you don't have a situation where no one signs up or no one shows up because you will, ha- will have run one on one things you will have ideally by this time you know, gain that audience, gain that eyes, gain that trust. And maybe you're taking, you're making a group offer for the people who have gone through your one-on-one program, whatever it is. And they need, you know, they don't need as much help, but they still need some accountability. They still need, they still need some help. Maybe they want some sort of community. All right, cool. Then you can create that for them. And you have a rough idea about numbers and you can then ask them first, are they interested? You can think about typical conversion rates from there. 
you can also be very transparent and say, I will only run this thing if I get X number of people signing up. Go ahead and be transparent. This isn't like, that's, that's got to be the number one thing when you're, you're running a business. Like we get to choose. I was having a discussion the other day with a, a, you know, a business client and she was kind of talking about all that. She's in a different uh, program learning some cool stuff and realizing how much shit is this tied into everything that we do. And I agree, but I also believe that especially when you work for yourself, you get to choose. You have so much more choice than if you are working for somebody else. When I think when you're in that model, sometimes it may seem like you have choice, but maybe you don't really have as much. You work for yourself. You have a lot more choice because you could just be like, I'm not going to do that. Yes, we take radical responsibility for that outcome. You know, I'm thinking largely of Laura Jean here and her, her whole shtick and approach with values. And tying into that and leaning into that and just being like, no, I'm not going to do it that way. The, you know, the big point of you starting your own business is not just to recreate the bullshit that's out there, but be your own boss. Like, that ain't the way. It's to make something better, build something better, prove that, you know, prove to yourself that you can run something better. And what's been done, so much of it is part of a broken game and part of a broken system. And you don't have to keep playing it. It may mean that, you know, your trajectory is not as, you know, upward as, as, as somebody else's that's in the game and you may not move as fast as somebody else that's in that game but if that game is fucking broken you don't be playing it anyway so I'm, I'm on kind of a tangent here but suffice to say if you're going to launch something make sure you have the eyes for it typically when we start off one-on-one -on -one is going to be your best bet first you don't need as many people and then from there you can go into one-on-one -on -one, you can go into group excuse me whether you are taking those one-on-one -on -one people and moving them into a group model because they don't need as much hand holding as much support or if you're creating something new and going you know directly to your audience with a group model but again remember the conversion rates if we're looking at people buying it's oftentimes less than five percent of those people who have expressed interest definitely lower if it's a cold traffic if it's people that know you right it's your warmer audience where you can look around five percent if we're talking about something like a webinar and a show-up rate we're looking at typically less than 25 percent for of people showing up now if you listen to this or like mine is always higher amazing I don't want you to be average I want you to kick ass like blow the, the roof off of this thing but for those of you that haven't tried things yet haven't stepped into it yet I do want to make sure that I'm helping in some way to manage these expectations and if you are worried about running something and knowing and no one showing up giving you some options here number one is just run the shit out of it or number two wait until you know that people are going to show up uh, or if perhaps you have tried this in the past and no one showed up. One, you're not alone. Two, again, how to handle that. Hopefully you just ran it and you crushed it. Uh, but then there's that third part of how do I prevent this? Make sure that you have the eyes. Make sure that the interest is there and then circle back to those conversion numbers. All right, that I believe is it regarding this episode. I spoke about it a little during the episode, but I'm going to plug it officially because tomorrow is the final day to register for round 11 of my Instagram intensive. It is six weeks of group coaching all about how to use Instagram for online business. The way that I like to talk about it is that it's honestly not Instagram coaching. It is business coaching for Instagram is one of my favorite things to run. I get the dopest, absolutely dopest people in there. And if you're looking for some understanding, some guidance, some accountability, 
a way to get started, someone to be next to you, a group, honestly, to be next to you. So you can get things you know, off the ground, so you can get some direction, you can get some clarity about what you want your messaging to be, how you want to be delivering those mess- that messaging. If you want some strategy, if you want to learn the actual like, nuances of like, how do I like, make this post? How do you like, make those things? I got you. That's what the intensive is about. Courtney, my homie, thank you. She's going to link in the show notes the registration page. Best bet is to go check that out. It's got literally all the questions and answers and information on there. We got a week by week breakdown. Uh, If you have any questions in terms of like, hey, I'm pretty advanced at Instagram. Could this benefit me? Or hey, I don't actually have like an idea yet or an online business, but I'm kind of interested. Is this for me? Could I benefit? The answer to both of those, by the way, is yes. Uh, You know, questions like, do I need to be a physical therapist? No. Absolutely, you don't. But go check out the registration page. All of the questions, all of the answers, all the information, all of the things are there. It's six weeks. The price is $4.97, and we start next Tuesday, March 29th. If you got any questions in the interim, do not hesitate to shoot me a DM at The Movement Maestro or texty texty 310-737-2345. All right. I do believe that is it. As always, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro 